You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 35. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad you are joining me again this week to learn all about Catholic fasting by learning how to delay and pray sugar, flour, and alcohol to Sundays. It is possible. This transformation is really the only way to lose weight permanently because it is first contemplated and planned in a spiritual manner. So that is the difference. This isn't a diet, it's spiritual fasting. So We are learning to suffer for others by saying no to sugar, flour, and alcohol during the week. And if we want to add in any one of these things, we just plan it ahead of time. And I do that, especially during the summer. This helps us to gear our efforts to fasting on Wednesdays and Fridays, as the Blessed Mother is calling us to do. And it actually gets easier. It all begins with the sacraments. This will help us acquire the self-discipline to stop the desire for substances that keep us addicted and reach for the real desires of our hearts. Connecting to and serving others on the way to our dreams. That's what we really want instead of the sugar, the flour, and the alcohol. Jesus Christ is the word of God. He is Emmanuel, God with us. His word and his grace transforms us from the inside out. This transformation does take time. And if you haven't listened to the last podcast, please go back to that one as this is part two of Metabolic Flexibility for God. Part one was all about the inner workings of how healthy it is for your body to rely on fat burning in a fasted state by being fat adapted most of the time and then toggling back to sugar burning in small amounts weekly as feasting. This cycle of fasting and feasting is biblical and in my humble opinion is the best way to live your life of mission before God and for God. But this takes time to learn, my friends, as we all know. We learn incrementally. We are embodied souls, and both our bodies and souls are important. Our bodies are so important. It's worth the effort to get to know your body and what your precious body needs to be at a fit state for the kingdom. So what do we need to be at? What do we need to eat? That's what we have to find out. Nutrition and exercise and water and rest are important, especially for busy women who can typically put their family's needs in front of their own many days. So spiritual fasting is a way that is very different from dieting because it involves getting hungry for God, with God, and for others. Realizing that often during your day or evening, you are feeding a hungry heart that that just no earthly food can satisfy instead of your stomach. This process is not easy. Good things take time, but there's a way to enjoy the process. It's actually refreshing to take a deep breath and learn patiently. Most of us have years of diet mentality to unwind, an inflamed body to patiently care for, and other wounds to heal in this area. We have to start there and cultivate the virtue of patience. Together with the power of the Holy Spirit, we really can do it. And I call this the great experiment. 
You may have to take the time to experiment with what food works well with your body eaten at the optimal time. This can only be done if you're willing to put in the effort and the time to do it, but it really can be done. Healing is yours if you want it for yourself, your families, your priests, and even your nation. It's totally worth it. Matthew says in his gospel in chapter 10, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. As a baptized Christian and a daughter of the Most High King and disciple of Jesus Christ, you and I have the authority to drive out illness. You can, together with Jesus Christ, fast and pray your way to a healthy body and soul and those of your families too. Be very careful of your thoughts when you begin this process. Thoughts are everything. They always end up in your results. The beauty really is in the process and learning to suffer well in small increments. This cannot be learned overnight or even in a few weeks. Your mindset is the most important thing, and this is why Catholic coaching is imperative to learning delay and pray. You must return to the mindset of a child and get excited about learning something new and actually get excited at the process of spiritual fasting. It is efficacious to remind yourself that this is going to take time and yet you are going to need to research and work hard at getting what I would call a master's of science in spiritual fasting. I just thought of that the other day. I mean, there really is no such thing, by the way, and there's no diploma involved here, but If you can imagine if there was a master's of science in spiritual fasting, it would take a few years, a lot of studying, a little bit of a cost and a lot of hard work. So it is going to take this boatload of time and effort and belief and reliance on God for this transformation to take place. And this is going to be worth it because this is a conversion of body and soul. It's very much like a master's. There is no pill you can take or protein drink or tea that you can consume to get the answer here. You're going to have to go through it. You're going to have to learn it, test it by putting it into action, and then reevaluate it until you succeed. And then love yourself and others through the whole darn thing. And that's the key. It really starts with opening up your whole life to the word of God, our brilliant Catholic tradition, and the sacraments and prayer for sure, and also your food and drinking habits. Here is where you're going to have to start. And I will tell you why through my take on one of my favorite parables, the sower and the seed. Let me read the parable for you in Matthew chapter 13, verses one through nine. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down and the whole crowd stood along the shore. As he spoke to them at length in parables, he was saying, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it. Some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or 60 or 30 fold. Well, I love this parable and how later in the scripture passage, we learn that the sower is almighty God, that we are the deep, rich soil and the seed is the living word that we study and practice. And don't we all long to be that rich soil that bears amazing fruit? Jesus then tells us that those who have ears to hear should listen. Well, I'm listening, Lord. And in fact, 
I was hearing the words so well that I suddenly came up with an inspirational way to use this parable to explain the delay and pray spiritual fasting course. In fact, I jotted down notes about how the scripture passage relates to spiritual fasting. And then I searched YouTube for any other fun gems from other people that I could possibly use. And I didn't find anything about fasting, but I did find Jim Rohn's rendition using the parable to explain network marketing. And I thought it was really funny. I loved the heck out of it. I learned so much. So I'm going to use some of his notes combined with mine to help you get better with eating, fasting, and feasting yourself into metabolic flexibility with God. Let's evaluate it through the lens of Catholic fasting in four ways. Also remembering this scripture from James about persevering in the great experiment. In James chapter one, verse 12, he says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So God is the ultimate sower and many interpretations describe God as ambitious to win our hearts. He is an excellent sower with excellent seed. In my rendition, the seeds are the results from successful spiritual fasting the permanent weight loss, the closeness to God, the miracles that are happening in our lives when we actually spiritually fast. So here we are beginning with an earnest start or even the purchase of the course, delay and pray. We've pulled out our credit cards, paid the price. We consider ourselves as desperate for change. We've set our goals and more ready than ever to fulfill this mission. So as we begin the delay and pray coaching experience, we have lots of information. We print out the workbook, we view modules, we start planning our sacraments and the quick start how-to guide, all of it. We go buy our food, we write out our protocols, and we feel excited about starting. But when we feel overwhelmed, we start to slow the process down. We notice we have good and bad thoughts about the process because it is so new. There are four ways now that we push through to get those seeds to finally grow in rich soil, to get the results we're looking for and the miracles that we so desperately want. And sometimes we have to go through all four ways in the sower and the seed over time to get these miracles to happen. So let's begin with way one. This is where the birds come in to steal our joy at the very beginning. This is what way one says in scripture again. I call it stopping before starting. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path and the birds came and ate it up. This way one is where the seed is not even sown. We actually stop before we try. Our minds are like the birds. Some of us give up before we even start. We look at everything before us and have immediate doubt and can't even begin. The birds of our minds, overwhelmed and sunk in with the thoughts of past epic failure with diets, eat all the good thoughts and excitement and little is started. You start to wonder what's happening. It's the birds. That's what's happening. The birds stop me. For some reason, a comment from someone or a thought from the past told you to start tomorrow or another time and that this is just not possible for you anyway. Now, this is common. Sometimes when you start something new and big and really important to you, the birds are going to get some of the seed. Okay, this happens. Well, you have two options here to chase the birds and list all the reasons why you aren't starting, get down on yourself for this or that, or you can just start regardless right now. Never mind how you feel, just start. Don't chase the birds and try to figure it all out right now. That's not worth it. They're not going to give you the seed back. Just start. 
right now in the best way you can. So moving on to way two, way two describes the difficulty in changing habits. The fact is that everything is hard and challenging and going to take a while when beginning because we have to learn to study ourselves. So here's what this one says. Some seed fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched and it withered for lack of roots. Well, this rocky ground, I would call perfectionism. And we all have a little dose of it. It's the, if I can't get it right from the start and hundred percent A plus, then forget it. It's that kind of attitude. This is where we let the diet mentality seep in. It's mostly about what my body looks like with a little bit of my soul thrown in. We start filling out the journal and the food protocol. We start preparing our food. We're reading and listening to the material and asking lots of questions. We start attending the sacraments and doing all that is necessary to succeed. And then, and then just one negative emotion comes up or a little unconscious binge or a forgotten journal page, a not so perfect food protocol, a fight with our husband something else. And then the thoughts flood in. Oh, this is not going to work. Here I go again. This is not possible for me, but I want to tell you there is good news. That good news is that you actually sowed the seed. You've just got to work on deepening the roots and the plan for the scorching sun times to come out every now and then, because guess what? Those times are going to happen. Don't forget, you're learning to feel your emotions instead of eating them. This is going to take time to grow roots. You, together with God, can do this. Progress is right before you. All right, let's consider way three. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. Now, this way is the way of lacking the commitment and perseverance that is needed to stick with the challenge and refine the process due to all the little things that get in the way of your results. These thorns are all the little buffering actions that keep you from succeeding and not doing the hard work. Distractions that keep you off task, like emptying the dryer and folding the clothes instead of journaling, sleeping in instead of going to mass on a rainy day not planning your food protocol or filling your menu and fridge with whole nutritious food, ditching your well-planned food protocol for a quick drive-through run, or watching Netflix in the evening instead of connecting with others and spending your precious time reading and praying and examining your day. These thorns are all the distractions that keep you out of self-control. These are the little cares and worries that get you off track and bring you back to ways one or two. Some of the thoughts here are, uh, why me? This is so hard. Is this suffering thing for life? What the heck, Jesus? There is no time for this stuff. All right. And you know, his answer, his answer will always be, oh, but there is, there really is time. Don't let those thorns choke out your results. There will always be thorns. Believe me. I know this is what he says. He will give you the ability to fast through the cravings until they cease. Feel that feeling of deprivation instead of eating it. Use that thorn as your own crown to serve Jesus and others. These are all the tips. All you really need to do is to look at the thorny suffering in the face and see it for what it really is, just a craving that you have built over time that can be totally changed. All suffering can be used for good especially when you're using it to help others. All right, then there is way four. 
But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. This is the way of feeling to success like a child. This is where you are accepting the great experiment of your spiritual fasting journey. You are seeking miracles in body and soul. You are cultivating thoughts that serve your mission. You are failing and failing and failing and sometimes gritting your teeth as you get up again and shout, Nunc Chapi, I begin again with gentle repentance. And you keep on going, knowing in your heart that your real goal is to become that amazing, thin, and beautiful saint that is building the most epic and stately cathedral out of her life, not only for herself, but her family, her nation, and her God. This is what metabolic flexibility for God means. Some people go fast and some go slow, but all produce fruit and save 10 or 30 or 100 souls or more in a lifetime with the help of the Holy Spirit. This way is the way of whatever it takes, God. I'm doing it and I'm willing to dream with you. This is the way that includes a lot of practical work with prayer that is unceasing. You need both. This is the way of designing a beautiful life out of healthy food protocols and journaling your mind into healthy, positive thoughts. This is the way of cultivating that deep, rich soil of your soul with all that God wants you to know and live. This is the way of living for others through your own body. And it does involve food. Food matters, both the Eucharist and regular food. They matter. So ready to get practical with regular food? All right, let's do it. Here's what I have learned to do and cook on a daily basis to fuel my body and soul during every week, and especially during any holiday season like we just had. I always create food protocols and journal, even within a minimum baseline framework through the holidays or vacation times. My calendar and healthy food protocols fuel my life. They do not deprive me of life. Sugar and wine on everyday basis deprive me of life and keep me imprisoned, not the other way around. Stock your food plan with all the nutritious food that fuels your body and makes you feel good. And then if there's a vacation going on, a celebration or a holiday week happening, you can throw in a few sugary flowery items and a couple drinks that you love or your family loves because it is indeed a feasting time. But we really can feast on just enough. This is the key just enough. So here is my general food plan for staying metabolically flexible with God. I stock up on all types of lettuce, romaine, spinach, spring mix, kale, butterleaf, arugula, lots of salad items to toss a big, amazing salad every day. My sister actually grows her own lettuce now by hydroponics. That is so delicious. And I love it when she brings it over. And for those yummy salads, I will cut up many different vegetables to have on the ready. Peppers, cucumbers, cauliflowers, tomatoes, carrot shreds, onions. These are just a few of the wide assortment that I choose. Then I make some homemade dressings out of oil and vinegar and balsamic. And of course, homemade ranch or blue cheese dressings out of buttermilk with fresh herbs. And these actually are so delicious instead of store-bought dressings. But if you're in a pinch, use the store-bought dressings. I also stock side vegetables for meat dishes, green beans, broccoli, oh, broccolini, that is my new favorite, squashes, and snow peas. And my house is never complete on the weekends or holidays without a plethora of baked potatoes, both regular and sweet. Just the aroma of these salted baking beauties brings me closer to heaven itself. I love them, but only on Sundays. Although I cut down on dairy during the week, I have cheese on hand as well. It's always a must to have in the fridge in the form of shredded 
small cuts and slices. I typically purchase cheddar, mozzarella, queso fresco, and Monterey Jack. And then there's the meat. Oh, I love meat. Sausage is my favorite, and I, I have to have meats for lunches and dinners. I purchase the healthiest versions of lunch meat for when the kids are home. I don't do that normally when it's just Mike and I. But then I must always add chicken, hamburger, ground turkey, ribs, sausage, bacon, salmon, shrimp, and eggs. Some stocked in the fridge and some in the freezer. Always having this on hand. So we are not huge fruit eaters, but I also try to have an assortment to substitute for any desserts that might come floating in on the holidays. So the fruit that I purchase is berries, melons, grapes, and pineapple. That's the fruit that we tend to eat here. So speaking of desserts, I like to bake cookies from scratch as well, usually butterscotch, chocolate chip, or shortbread. And during the holidays, I will bake a few low sugar gluten-free breads made out of pumpkin, zucchini, or bananas. And of course, my homemade spelt bread that is so fabulous. You'll never eat store-bought bread again <laughs> once you start to make that spelt bread. It's so, so good. That's on my Instagram, by the way. During the last vacation, which was the 4th of July, when the kids were home, I made sure to have some of their favorites available. Milk, orange juice, bagels, and cinnamon rolls. Just a few here and there. These only see the likes in my house a few times a year, and I get to taste it all. It's so good, but all I do is taste. All this food sounds overwhelming, but I try to continue eating in meals and never grazing at the island. That is the killer right there, grazing and grazing and teaching your brain that it's okay to just eat all day. No, no, no. That will not help you be metabolically flexible. It won't serve you even over the holidays. So if you can figure out how to stay within just a few meals during the day, that will help you stay metabolically flexible when the fun is over and the company has left and you're ready to go back to your eat fast feast cycle very strictly. Last but not least, here is a list of my favorite life-sustaining recipes for keeping myself and my family flexible during the holidays. These are here, veggie and meat frittatas, baked ribs, grilled sausages and brats and hamburgers, bonsai pasta with gluten-free tomato sauce. And then what I do is I cut up the leftover sausage and coins and I bake that with mozzarella cheese on top with fresh parsley. Oh, it's so, so, so delicious. And if your family's not into bonsai pasta, you can just use regular angel hair pasta, or you can provide both depending if people are gluten-free or not. All these options are available to you. I also have chicken stir fry, turkey tacos, and pizza both gluten-free and regular. These are all the go-tos, just to name a few. And this sounds like amazing food, doesn't it? All these recipes are served up with massive salads, as usual, and vegetables on the side with avocado slices, an assortment of nuts and olives. And of course, all of this makes for healthy living as long as you stop when you are full. You don't want to overeat on healthy food because that's not going to help you either. And I'm telling you, you can teach yourself to do that when spiritual fasting. All these recipes are free and available on my Instagram and are also available as a seven day meal plan download in the bio on my Instagram. This is a new link. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a new freebie and I would love you to have it. And of course, the process to do all of this is offered in my course called the delay and pray group coaching experience where the next group starts soon in a couple months. You can jump on the free wait list just to get started now on my website at thecatholicfastingcoach.com. This will get you a great start even before the group begins. Listen, spiritual fasting 
is not deprivation. If you have ears to hear, please hear this. This is living. This is living the good life, healing your body and soul and doing it for others. It is becoming metabolically flexible for God that is going to make you a success. Just like I explained with the parable of the sower and the seed, there are many ways that you can successfully fast off sugar, flour, and alcohol during the week and transform from the inside out. The transformation is really the only way to lose weight permanently because it is planned for a spiritual purpose. This is no diet. It is spiritual fasting. Sometimes, as I said, referred to as Catholic fasting. We are learning to suffer for others by momentarily saying no to sugar, flour, and alcohol during the week. And this routine helps us to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays, as the Blessed Mother is asking us to do, to suffer just a little bit for her son, Jesus, and ultimately see him face-to-face in heaven. It is possible, and I want you to come join us. So I hope to see you there. What a fun podcast to share with you today. I hope it was helpful to you. Please consider subscribing so that others will hear the great message of Catholic fasting and wholesome food. Together by delaying and praying, we will not only lose the weight permanently, but change the world for the better. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.